And we are live. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in the world. This is the DJ Report coming to you live on the fourth episode. Today we have an amazing guest, the one, the only, Stash. Stash, please give us a little bit about yourself, who you are, how you got to the space, um, you know, anything the people might need to know. All right. Well, um, I'm Stash. I've uh, been around in this space since September. Uh, the first NFT I ever bought was an OG Degen, Degen 1900. Let's go. Um, yeah, so um, I, I came to the space in September and I made a lot of friends, you two included. Uh, had some luck to work with a couple of projects. At the moment, I'm working with Voyage and um, it's cool. We're trying to bring something new to the space, but when I'm not working on the projects, when I'm not working on my day job, I'm just hanging out with the DJs. Let's go. Let's go. And what do you? What exactly do you do for Voyage? Um, well, uh, I'm a I'm a corporate banker. So what I do is I structure and maintain loans for corporate companies. It sounds boring, but it's actually pretty interesting because you see like a whole bunch of business proposals and whether they work or not. It's cool. You see a lot of things across a lot of industries, and I guess that helps when it comes to. Um, looking at NFT projects as well, because you're kind of looking mm. for the same things. You know what I mean? So on a, the opposite side of that, what is the worst part? Of the job? Yeah. Fuck. Like everything else? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really long hours, and um, it never stops. Like, I've got a couple of clients in Canada, so you know that thing where we're like 12 hours apart? As I'm about to go to sleep, these guys are texting me like, hey, so what's going on during the day? And I'm just like, why don't you get the 12-hour difference? Right. But it's part of the job. And isn't it currently at midnight over where you are? Yeah, it's 11.30 right now. And where are you? I'm in Malaysia. So that's right on the equator. Um, it's between Singapore and Thailand for those who don't know. And there's a lot of people who don't know where Malaysia is. Right. Um, and like going back to what you said, what do you do? Um, you said you work on the Voyage team. What exactly do you do for Voyage? Um, I'm with communications. Uh, when, when Voyage first started up, so we had two of our founders are tech guys, right? So they've got all the tech and, and they, they came up with this idea of wanting to create a game. And because at that point, Vikram had already been dabbling in NFTs on the Ethereum and Solana chain, I believe. Um, mm. So he came up with the idea of making the game on the blockchain. So as these guys came up with the core of their project, they wanted, to, they wanted an introduction a little bit more into this NFT space. So they approached me on Twitter and they were like, hey, look, this is what we're trying to do. Um, would you be interested to help out? And I said, yeah. So then we ended up discussing a lot of um, the project and that's how it came to be what it came to be. At the moment, the boys are hard at work coming up with the game and I'm just chilling until we're ready. Gotcha. When is the game coming out? Um, it's supposed to be within the next five to six weeks, I believe. Oh, shit. Yeah. There's... There's not many other games 
coming out that quickly? Because when did they mint? Um, we we minted in April. Yeah, we minted in oh, April. Oh shit! Yeah, so, so like, like six months. Four. Yeah, it's been four months. But yeah, in about six months. So that's insane. Like the, thing, the thing with um the game as well is we're not trying to put out a fully complete game right away because then that would take extra time. So what we're doing yeah. is releasing it the way most games would, most online games would at least. You come up with the game and then you keep patching it, making it better and better. And so that's the plan. At least we want to come up with, well, something you can play with the assets in your wallet. Which, <clears throat> which I think you also work for the Daizu team? Um, I work with them, like, I, I, you see, because Daizu approached me actually quite a while back. Um, it was around the same time that I, it was before Voyage minted, actually. Um, so I've been working with them since then. They had a plan, they had a plan, they had a roadmap, and they had an ultimate vision for what they wanted to achieve. And I don't want to give too much away of what they're trying to do. I'll let them, you know, let them come up with it. But what they yeah. wanted to achieve at that point, um, in my opinion, they were missing a few links as to how they were going to achieve that. But we sat down, we worked it out, and they've gone. They've been working in silence for must have been four, five months now. And we just had our most recent talk two days ago, and it seems like all those links seem to be figured out. So now it looks nice. like they're ready to go with. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing, right? So when you when we talk about um, when you talk about a project with a plan. It, it's the same thing that I did when it came to Voyage. When, when there was a plan in the future, the, the most important part is figuring out how you're going to get there, right? It's the stepping stones in the middle that actually matter. Because you can say whatever you want the end goal to be, but how are you actually going to get there? Are you able to get there at a competitive advantage? Or are you going to bleed yourself dry trying to do something that you actually don't know how to do? So with Voyage, when it came to the tech and all that, the boys had that bit under control. My questions were a lot more about the steps, how you're gonna, you know, yep. how you hit this milestone yep. and that milestone. With with Daizu initially, I wasn't sure if they had a competitive advantage in a certain thing they were trying to do, and uh, turns out it's not something that was given much thought at that stage. But that was five months ago. Now things seem to be coming together. So when it starts yeah. running, I think it'll be pretty interesting. Something that's a bit more complete, you know. Which kind of gets us into the giveaway. So, yeah. what exactly are we giving away? Okay, so they're giving away the book. Daizu is um, sponsoring the giveaway for this episode, and they're giving away the book of Constitution, which is essentially the founder's token, right? There's a hundred of them, and um, that's what the team's going to give away. So there, there are a bit, there are a few benefits that the team's listed out. You get um, I believe it was, was it a discounted or free mint? Uh, you also get, of course, the permanent whitelist and um, access to certain merch. And okay, well, I guess the team sort of let that slip already. The idea that they want to do, what they want to do is actually merch. And um, they've, got, they've got a pretty decent competitive advantage from our discussions. And I think it's very achievable. Like, you know how a lot of things go like, we're going to do a PFP and then we're going to do merch and then merch just never comes or it's like $300 yeah. per t-shirt or something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. This can happen for a lot better. 
So uh, we are giving away a, a Daisu book. There's only a 100 of them. T Tyler, what is the secret word going to be? Today it is going to be flip-flop. Flip-flop. <laughs> flip-flop. Perfect. That's going to be the secret word. So put that Perfect. down below the Twitter post that we'll make after the episode, and then you could possibly win the book. Yeah. So wait, how do you how do you actually figure out the secret word? Do you just take a, a we just make it up kind of on the fly? Yeah. Like we don't really go into the episode thinking of it. We just kind of like make it up and like we take turns making but, it up. But but yeah. in that way nobody knows it before. So uh, they can't get like founders at advantage because we also have no idea. So, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, so uh, let's get into today's topic. Awesome. Let's go. I'm excited. I've seen you talk okay. shit. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the first one Thank is the you. one I wanted to talk about um, that's kind of like pertaining to current events in our space. We were going to kind of dabble in it a little bit before the show started when we were just like chit-chatting. That's why I told you to like pause because I wanted to talk about it on the show. Um, but I wanted to see what your whole take was on the uh, the Twitter drama revolving around people taking ADA for like retweets, promotions, things like that. Um, not, I mean, obviously it was with the fluffy NFTs, but I mean, more so than that, like what are your thoughts just in general about people getting paid to basically engage with different projects? Um, well, so I think the same rules apply as in regular business. Like if you are a paid promoter, if that is your role, then you should disclose it's a paid promotion, right? Like Instagram and shit makes you do it. Mm. <laughs> nice. Yeah, but, but so I believe like if that's it, if that's all your involvement is in the project, then you should disclose it. If you are doing it because you want to do it, that's something else. But then that really blurs the lines, right? When you say, when someone, when you're like, hey, this person accepted um, 35 ADA to, to do a retweet, um, and they go like, no, I didn't, I just liked it. Yeah, maybe they liked it, you don't really know. But um, yeah, I think if they're doing it just for the sake of the profit of like, you know, it's an advertising fee, right? So you should disclose right. it as an advertisement. Right. That's where I stand with it anyway. But, dude, more than anything, this is a really unregulated space. And, um, yeah. and when you've got people rugging left, right, and center, for us, for us to, like, make that the hill we die on is a bit strange, maybe. You know, yeah. the paid promotion thing <laughs> when actually there's a lot more things to worry about in the space because it's unregulated. So so when you're talking about this paid promotion thing, yeah, there's obviously a right thing to do. And no, like, I think everyone knows what it is. Everyone's aware that yeah. the, the only right answer to this is if you take a paid promotion, you should be disclosing it. It's just right. a matter of how important that is to some people and right. how much that actually matters to us as a space. Because I raise you this. If, um, if you have in our space people who are disingenuous with, with their tweets and with their favor, if they say they like something but it's actually because they got paid to say so, right? Um, yeah, we have the option of saying that's not very ethical or the space can collectively just be more mature and not listen to that shit. Like do your own research. 
mm-hmm. everything it's easy to point fingers and say like hey you know i bought this because that guy said it was good but are you that easy to manipulate really yeah right they, they kind of kind of are and so <laughs> then they shouldn't with be me investing. they shouldn't be investing that's like if yeah. you want to pick stocks and it's only with the like you know with the recent gme craze and shit that i've seen a lot of people um 24 and 25 and all that maybe around me this might be anecdotal but that's when i've seen them start investing in stocks right and that's the thing oh my boy my boy over here (laughs) but yeah so yeah if you're not doing your research when you're investing because that's what you're supposed to be doing in a way right you look you either accept that um you bought something just because you like the art and then don't care what happens to it or you take it as investing because you're looking at returns and all that. Now, if you are investing, you have a duty to yourself to do research. Yep. I, it's, it's that simple. You know, if you're going to pick a stock, you're not going to go like, oh, the ticker for this stock is ASS, mm, all in. Like, right. So, <laughs> yeah. But then you, you also see like some NFTs like blowing up. And then you kind of associate that with these these big CNFT influencers like posting them buying mallards or them buying something else. And then you, you kind of associate the pump with them. Sure, but there's some, there is some reasoning to that, right? So you, you got to break down what you're seeing. Um, in terms of that, like where, when you say, you're talking about the FOMO ride, right? You're talking yeah. about that. When, when people start buying and the floor starts going up, yeah. right? How many times have you seen that happen? You specifically, Mitch, Mr. Buy the Top. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I am also 23. No, but so, it looks, so, so, exactly so I, mean. I am so, so I'm at that perfect like FOMOing yeah. age. Whatever the project is, you've seen the same pattern occur multiple times across the space, whether you've been in the space for two months or six, right? So you know what's happening. It's a gamble as to like where the top of that run is going to be or whatever. And I think for the most part, people complain about buying the top, but they love the game. And, and, you know, you got to be real with yourself. That's, that's what it is. That's what it is for a lot of people. And so when that game doesn't happen, then they just panic and start dumping. Yep. Right. Which, which I feel like for any NFT project at all, to do something like this, where they give out 30 ADA, they, they should know that this, this is a massive chance to come back and bite them in the ass. Because we've seen this both in both in CNFTs and then over with BitBoy and NFTs, and so for something like was it twenty five ADA where that they're like yeah it was so like twenty five or thirty like you twenty five ADA depends on who you are <laughs> there's yeah it depends there's, on who you are there there is no security at all there be be because you. Like maybe if they were like, so we will send you two hundred data, but you shouldn't tell people. Then nobody's going to tell people. You're I don't the think so at all. 
Yeah, I, I think people would tell. Even harder. Can you imagine if Fluffy's did that to Viva and was like, 200 Ada, shh. He would shit on yeah. them even harder but, than he just but did. <laughs> like, what I mean by that, that, that is like, by by paying them Ada, they're kind of giving them hush money. Maybe it's not yeah. supposed to be hush money, but that is very much the way it comes out. Be it, yeah, well, the, that's worse, isn't it? No, I think, well, no, I think it's. Oh, it's so much worse, yeah. and that's that's why maybe if they came out and they said so, so we we maybe we will be paying these big time these big time CNFT influencers, Ada. Then then that that'd be different than not saying that at all. Yeah. No. So I think it also depends on the medium of your promotion, right? So if someone if someone puts out a tweet, then you're a lot less likely to think that, hey, this person's being paid to say that. Whereas yeah. if someone makes it like, like if, look at the channel that you're talking about. If you're talking about someone who, who is known to like review a couple of uh, things that he likes and all that, if it's like a bit more of a casual channel, most likely it's not paid. If, it, if someone is a career YouTuber, he's most likely paid to make the videos, right? And and if someone's got like a large follower base, even more likely that, that they're charged for their videos. And you should know that. But with a tweet, it's a lot less, the lines get a lot more blurred. Because yeah. you fire away tweets, like you fire a lot of tweets, right? And, and they get a lot more associated with your opinions than your YouTube videos, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think I think that what you were saying, like Stash, at the very beginning, um, it's all like subjective, right? Like, if this is the hill you want to die on, then like I don't know. I feel like it's really weird to like just argue I just think about. We've got it. bigger problems. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, and I mean, I think it's similar in the space over the past week. I get like the whole test net debacle was like it's a big deal in our space because it's like how we move it's forward. A test net catastrophe. But, yeah, ca- test net catastrophe. But also, I think that a lot of people, like, were giving opinions on it that have no idea what they're talking about. Like, when I'm sitting there looking at these threads and it's got screenshots of, like, different codes and shit, I don't know what that means. Like, and people are, like, giving their opinion on, like, what this means for the space and this and that. Like, I feel like a lot of people are just, like, throwing opinions out just to be a part of the crowd or just to, like, pick a side. It's just really dumb. Like, I feel like it's really dumb. media. Social media, where where everybody knows everything, but nobody knows anything. Right. That's true. Yeah. No, but that's like whatever the issue is. Everyone's always got something to say. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's I'm just trying to buy JPEGs, man. Easy. That's all I want to do. Well, anyways, that kind of leads us to our first topic, which is kind of a juicy topic because we see you guys like our more crazy topics. So our second topic is what is the weirdest place that you've had sex? This is Stutter's topic, by the way, if you couldn't get it. So, so other than the washing machine and the doggy door with, with my Jesus sister. Christ. Oh my god. Um, um, that is a joke, by the way. Sure. Don't, Please don't cancel. Don't, worry. don't cancel. We are not related. Joking. Okay. Joking. But 
But my weirdest place I've had sex is is a park bathroom. That's gross. That's unsanitary. So, so it's not as bad as a like a porter potty, but it's definitely not good. But like, how? How do you, you even get to that place? Yeah. We drive there. Wait, 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 wait. So, no, no, no. So you intentionally, you're like, this is no, the place no, I'm gonna go. No. This is this is the most romantic place I know. This is where all couples go. Best dates are here. Girl, I want no, to take you to a public toilet. <laughs> we were currently at the park, and you would know how to young kids get when they're feeling <laughs> like that. They... They go to the fastest place they know. So that that was a pub, public restroom. That's so. nasty, man. That's nasty. That's so gross. <laughs> I will say, I will say is, that like, go ahead. Which is much much worse than going to just any public restroom. Like bar bathrooms are nice. Fucking restaurant bathrooms are nice, but fucking park bathrooms, it's because it's all hot and it's all gross in there. It's not a good. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Though. Wait, were there yeah, like that... needles and shit there? Because that sounds, huh? that sounds grotty as fuck. Were there needles and shit like around the bathroom? Why would I go to a public bathroom where there are like heroin addicts and fucking meth why would you go to a public bathroom in the first place because we were you have a car you have a car which which i've also had sex there so many times because i just fuck all the time guys it's jesus it's insane no i don't but that was probably the grossest place that sounds disgusting I will say I, you say that, but yours is gonna be a worse. No, yeah, it's not. It's no, it's not. I yes, promise you. I promise you. I've and never. And if had, it isn't, it's a lie because he's made a pact with his fiance. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is this is the truth. This is the truth. I've never had sex outside of like the walls of a home because I like I don't like germs. Like I feel I don't like dirty things. There, there's no way I'm doing it in a car. In a bathroom, I feel like it's unsanitary. Like my house, like I, I wash my sheets like at least every five days. I have to, I mopped the floor yesterday. I mopped the floor like twice a week. Like I need things to be clean or I like bug out. So there's no Bro. shot you're catching me having Cap. sex anywhere Cap. inside or outside of the walls of my home or a home. It doesn't have to be my home, just so, a home. So, so you, you say that, but there are weird places to have sex at your home. Where's the weirdest place you've had sex? Like maybe the kitchen? I I don't know. Like, it just Ew, any, the kitchen. It just anywhere, dude. You, <laughs> what a pervert! Oh my you god, disgusting. Gross. The kitchen. I mean, I'm pretty sure my kitchen that I clean every day is cleaner than the park bathroom or your car, to be honest. Oh well, I am a Uber. So I exactly need my car. Me. Ah, it's true. There's there's more heroin and needles in my car than uh, there was in that public bathroom. <laughs> Jesus just, Christ! Just to be fair, 
Not sure if that's something you want to brag about, but okay. Yeah, yeah, let's cut that out of the hey. pod. Let's edit edit that part. Hey. So, what about you, Mr. Voyage? Okay. So, when I was younger, I, I did a couple of, um, like, uh, little plays in the community hall that was in a temple. How young? Uh, 16. 17. 17, yeah. So, 15? No, 17. <laughs> no? But, but yeah, so this, this community hall was in, like, a, a temple, and, um, like, my community, my family's Hindu, so it was in a Hindu temple. And, uh, well, I was young and horny, and my female lead was uh, equally horny. So we screwed in the temple, and, um, yeah. Uh, that's where you gotta, that's a going. lot of praying. <laughs> a lot of praying has to follow so, this. So is that sacrilegious? Sorry? So is that like religious? Yeah, if you're religious, well, probably so. It, it would be, but then again, you're talking about Hindus who like made the Kama Sutra and shit. If anything, actually, it was a tribute. <laughs> Hey, Aww. I like it. Y'all's God must have loved two 16 year olds fucking in <laughs> temple. Had to put it that way. <laughs> well, That's so, so, funny. so, so, anyways, you, you guys will, will tell that this is obviously Tyler's topic. But do you think hard work or connections means more in both Web3 and IRL jobs? Cool. That's a doozy. Of course, that's a Tyler question. Yeah. Um, okay. Fuck, you're, you're saying pick one, right? Um, yeah, so do you think that one outweighs the other? Not to say that you can't work hard and also maintain connections, but do you think that one outplays the other? To a certain point, perhaps. There's like a, there's a scale of like diminishing returns, right? So it's it's who you know until what you know. Yeah. I think. Like with a, with a lot of high, let's look at um, the industry in general, not Web3 yet, right? So if you look at a lot of um, high skill jobs, if you look at a lot of yeah. jobs and or high skill jobs, um, I'll talk about what I know best, which is finance, right? So if, you, if you're a finance graduate, you could end up at um, a small firm or you could end up at maybe one of the big four. PwC, Ernst & Young, or you could go into consulting, you could get into the bigger ones, Boston, McKinsey, you know, but what actually sets you apart there, because at a certain point, it's not your grades, like it's not, it's not your grades, it's not, it's not even what you've got up to, like extracurricularly, a lot of the times, the door is first opened with a connection, but then once you're there, you can't, you can't, uh, my daddy got me in your way through the rest of your career. The mm. hard work matters. The, the less, I mean, it's hard work and also skill because let's be frank, you can be a hard worker, but you might be shit at your job and you're still shit. Like that could yeah. happen. You still got to know what you're doing. You know, it's not about how many hours you put. It's, it's output. It's always about output. No one gives a fuck if you're staying up till like midnight trying to do something. Did you get it done? Is it done? Yeah. Is it done well? So, so for that reason, like if you're talking about um, which one matters more, connection or hard work, I think you can get places with hard work. You can get noticed. 
you don't exactly need connection, but then you need to know how to carry yourself. Yeah. The reason you need a connection is to sell you. That's, that's what you need. You need someone who's more persuasive than you to your target audience to sell you. So if you don't have the connections, what you have to be doing is learning how to sell yourself. Yep. Now with regards to Web3, I think the lines are, I mean, it's, it's a lot more on the hard work than the connections, and I'll tell you why. The reason you need connections to open doors in the first place in the corporate world is because it's been established. The hierarchy has been established. Yep. You know what's on top, you know what's on the bottom, you know who's on top, who's at the bottom. And so right. there's, there's a very established tier for whose word carries weight where. Mm -hmm. We're in Web3. It is literally the wild, wild west. When you talk about knowing people here, who the fuck do you know? Do you know Hoskinson? Or, or right. do you know some influencer with like 5,000 followers? Because nope. only one of those matter. You know what I mean? Like even, right. even, with, even if you knew the top dog, like with Cardano being a decentralized space, isn't the point to be not who you know and what you can do? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So, so I can kind of agree with that, but I feel like in a way you can kind of translate what you said to Web3 also to like more IRL jobs because so if you do work hard, Doing doing a bank job, you, you might not go to the ladder immediately, but that that work will show, because I'm guessing you, you got this job because you are decent at it. So if you work hard and they see you get better and better, then then you can kind of make those connections faster. That's and right. so so it's not just about doing the job harder but 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 it's also about working harder to build those connections before all of you your equals do it the exact same yeah that's right so it's about making just... the people who want who you want to notice you making them notice you on your own as opposed to getting someone to tap them on the shoulder and say hey look it, it's a longer process, sure, and it might might not happen for a lot of people as well. But it's, you know, it's not the shortcut. We're talking about the shortcut versus the normal route. That's that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Tyler? Yeah, I don't know. I think I kind of resonate with what Sash said. I think that when you're trying to get your foot in the door for any position that it's always most likely about who you know, unless you have some really technical job that's like, I don't know, something really, like you have to have some really technical skill. I think it's always gonna be about who you know just to get you into a better, like a better firm, a better role, like a better entry level role, um, whatever. I think that having that connection always puts you out ahead of the pack. And then from there, it's about what you do with like that head start that you get. Yep. Um, but I definitely think that that's really how you propel yourself into getting a good start is always having a connection. I feel like that is the easiest way to get a good yep. start in any role is to have a good connection. After that, 
it's like a combo of of good work and connections to me. Yeah. With with your current job, I do know you did just get a promotion recently. Was that due to hard work or connections? So actually, that's a really good that's a really good point to bring up. So I did get a I got a promotion, right? So at my job, you come in um, at the very like basis. So I work in tech sales. Um, so you work in the very like basic. Um, we call it like a sales development rep. So you basically are doing like all the calling and stuff. You you primarily focus on like smaller companies. Um, and then from there you go to account development, which I focus more on like mid-market and enterprise level companies. Um, and my role is basically to like set meetings for the people that actually like draw up the docu-signs and agreements. Um, so just to generate interest. And then from there you kind of like branch out. You can go actually do the closings. You can go to like the customer facing side, which is what I want to do. So I did get, I got a promotion to go to the customer facing side um, and work on like customer accounts. Um, and then I basically got that promotion like withdrawn because the finance people and um, commissions basically said that I wasn't in like my current name role for a year, which is account development, which I've only been in for like yeah. six months. But that's because I was asked to move early because I'm good at my job. So they promoted me early. So basically I got a promotion, then got that taken away over like some technicality. Um, but but, but then, he, but then, listen to this. So oh. there's a guy that there's a guy that started two months oh. before I did, and I have maintained like the top of like our fifty or so like employees. I'm in the, the top five every month and has yes. been for like a long time. This guy somewhere in like the middle to bottom. Like this guy never really does much of anything, and his he he has like a really high connection up on the customer facing side. It's I think it's like his girlfriend's dad or something like that. Well, um, so, damn. So anyway, he basically just promoted straight up to customer account management, and I basically got like my promotion withdrawn because of a technicality because I was asked to move to a like a different role sooner because like I'm good at what I do. So like in that case, I think that it's really about who you know, no matter like what like how hard I work, like I couldn't have passed him. You know what I mean? Uh, but that's like subjective. Well, that's obviously subjective. But in that you know in that case, my thing with that is. So I bet that dude is going to to hit a wall yeah. much, much harder than you will. So he will have a massive reality check. Mean, mean a while when you, when you do get it, you will deserve it. And then you'll be able to go up more comfortably than this guy will. So, so... Maybe connections are more important, but I feel like to be good at anything, hard work is so, so, so much more valuable than connections is. No, but then with that, right? Like, so the guy got the role. He got the role before you did. But mm. if the next progressions are actually based on numbers, KPI and stuff, you can't fake that, can you? Yeah. Right. You know, like it, yeah, at a certain point, right. let's say he, he gets promoted. So he, he's uh, he's someone who's doing sales. Now he gets promoted to a team lead. Would he have the capability and the capacity to lead that team? Right. I don't think that would be the case. And, and that's where the higher you go, the more you promise, the more easily you're called out as a fraud if you can't deliver. Right. So you need, yeah. you need to know that. that that's the thing. When, when it comes to corporate jobs especially, I'm not sure how, how it works in like... I'm sure you guys do in the U.S. as well. You know, with jumping, you, you hop from corporate to corporate. 
and each time yeah. you jump, like like I'm a banker, so I've jumped a couple of banks. Each time you jump, you get a pretty significant bump in your salary. So yeah, um, my last jump was like fifty percent. So so each time you jump, you get a pretty significant bump. How many times can you jump um, without? first acquiring the skills you need to get to the next level, you know what I mean? Fake it till you yeah. make it only works up to mid-tier, that's it. Which is yeah. where I'm coming from with the connections thing. Completely a agree. Good points, good points, good points. <clears throat> okay. Really? Yeah, yeah, on to the next. Um, what is this? Where am I at? Okay, here we go. Would you be a successful spy? Stashy. Hell no! I talk way too much. <laughs> that I was literally my answer. Too much. The only person in the world who'd be a worse spy than me is Mitch. Fact. No, <laughs> I no no. I'd be a good one because Noah wouldn't would assume they'd get they'd get a secret agent that talks <laughs> talks as much as I do and talks the way I do. So yeah. they'd be, be be like, "Wow, this guy's weird and all." But, but 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 that kind of makes sense why he would have made billions with with NFTs and crypto and he's so smart so because of that like it kind of makes sense because because only weird people make money but then because I live in Texas I can shoot guns like no other go ping bang bing 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 bang so. So I have that going for me, and then also I look like every other white Caucasian male, so I feel like I could play every other white Caucasian male. Yeah. What else do I have going for me? So I'm like 5'11", so I'm a average man, so I could play the, the average man. See the 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 thing I'm bad at though is lying. I'm not a good yeah, liar. Yeah, me too. So, so there, there I might need to work on it over at the the secret agent academy. But um, <laughs> but I don't feel like lying is a hard thing to learn. What else? So I Plus feel you look like sexy. you look good in a suit. Yeah. Yeah. Super which, sexy. which is super important but then if i need to play a homeless person oh it's so fucking easy just just switch it up. let this shit down just rub a bit of dirt in my air it's that easy then then if i need to be a girl well i kind of already also look like a girl so it's like perfect there so I feel like although I do talk weird, people, when whenever I get put into that character of the billionaire or the homeless person, I'd kind of fit that role. You're versatile. I see what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. But I, I feel like you feel put like a lot of thought into like, this one. I kind of feel like Never. He'd, he'd go up to the target and then tell the next person, the person next to the target, like, hey. I'm a spy. Try not to let this guy know. See, uh, that that's that's my big current issue is I can't lie. But um, but I feel like if I go to uh, the uh, 
academy for like six months to maybe a, a year where they like sharpen up my abilities to climb things and like do parkour while while also teaching me how best to lie in every situation while also teaching me the complete art of seduction then I feel like I could be a badass secret agent man secret agent man the the name's boy (laughs) better boy (laughs) the name's fucking boy yeah, what I don't know. I feel your, like I'm... what would be your um your secret agent handle, your three digit club. So it'd be ah uh, because I can't do six nine. You can't. It would be ah so a s s so so it'd be zero six nine. Zero six nine. Okay. No, it's six nine zero. That's six nine. Six six and ninety because I have sixty nine with all of your moms six hundred and ninety times. <laughs> oh Jesus! Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Yeah, I would just be a terrible spy because I talk way too much. Because you'd what? So, I talk way too much, but there's no shot I'd be. I, I'd like be a good spy. I just talk way too much, so I would want to talk to everybody. Yeah. Like, hey guys, what's going on? I, like, I couldn't blend in. At all, but I feel like if you, you just accept you, your genes and then like shave you, your head, you'd look like every other bald white man. So so think like Hitman, where like Vin Diesel, bald, like Vin Diesel, like The Rock. You dude, like if I look so like The Rock, that'd be awesome. So so I honestly could see you looking like. Dwayne, the Rock Johnson, because he's got a bit of a baby face, which he, you also have, but he's got, got like big ass arms, so he's a, like, you're like sh- a baby's face is on a big body builder. This is a very strenuous argument that you're making. One baby face, another baby face, Rock. Like I don't think stretch. that's yeah, <laughs> bit of a stretch. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, speaking you love tomatoes. Me. Yeah, speaking of oh, which. I do. Don't you love tomatoes? So Tyler recently made a tweet that was talking shit on tomatoes, which which I completely disagree with. So so di- during this podcast, I may just pull out a tomato and go. <laughs> wow, it's so good. It's the so best tomato? water balloon I've ever t- taken a bite out of. Tomatoes give. To me, tomatoes give no flavor to whatever you put them on or whatever you eat them in. They just make everything wet and like more soggy. So if you put, if you have a burger, if you have a burger and you put a fat slice of a tomato on it, to me, there is no, the the water, the the juices outweigh any potential flavor that you are going to get. No, I agree with you. I think tomatoes on burgers are whack. It's so whack. The only ones I'll eat are the little baby ones that you put in salad. That's the only there's one I'll There's a sweetness and a bit of a acidity to them that I fucking love. So you just like the wet. You're just a wet yeah. boy. Oh, I just like like them so moist. I just love biting into some bitter water balloons, baby. Holy shit! <laughs> bitter water balloons. Let's go. Let's go. Madman's just eating tomatoes on screen. 
And speaking of foods, that's going to bring us to our next one, which is if you had to eat one food every day for a whole week, what would it be, Stash? Every day, three meals a day, seven days a week. You're eating this 21 times in a row. I could do pasta, actually. Yeah, pasta? pasta. A specific type yeah. of pasta or just like like spaghetti, like uh, any kind of pasta? No, fuck, I, I don't like the tomato sauce yeah. ones. Uh, burnt butter and garlic, asparagus. Oh, yeah, 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 that's fire. That's fire. Yeah, that's good. I, I'm cool with pasta. Like, I really enjoy making pasta because it's like a one-pot thing. I just chuck whatever I feel like having into a pot, throw some noodles in them, and boom, we're done. Usually yeah. it tastes pretty good as well. I couldn't do the whole, like, I mean, I know I'm Asian, but I can't do the whole rice all day, every day. I just <laughs> Rice for breakfast? So, so I feel like rice is boring. Well, the way you guys make it. Yeah, the way we make it, the way white people make it, it's bad. <laughs> I don't know if like you've ever had like it. Like in high school, one of my best friends, she was, um, she's Filipino, and she used to bring like rice and shit to school all the time, and I'd be eating her food because like my food was ass. And dude, <laughs> that shit was so good, dude. Yeah, well, that's the staple in Asia. So it's more like, it's not really rice. It's more like what you have the rice with. You know See, I mean? yeah, but but you you can't do that, be because and then you are having something else. You, you are yeah, that's right. So I can't I can't rice. fucking eat rice. Yeah, so you're going with pasta. Oh wait, actually, if it's just based on the thing, I go with potatoes. Potatoes, potatoes. That's a that's a good, good one. one. That's a fucking potatoes good one because you could like fry them. Yeah, Boil yeah, them, good. mash them, stick them in Boil the Boil them, mash them. Dude, that's fucking, that's a good thing. You can eat them raw. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that, buddy. Nice. You, so it turns out I also have a raw potato. No, I no. don't. <laughs> Please <Bite> don't. <laughs> Do it. Uh, <laughs> no, get, I love if, it. If you, take a bite, if you take a bite out of a raw potato right now, I'll give away a Voyage Planet as well. From my own so, so I don't think we have any <laughs> That's so funny. <clears throat> but but next time I'll go and buy a buy ten or well tomatoes. Just have them have them on hand. Tomatoes yeah. and potatoes. Mine because uh, my favorite food is the sweet potato. Okay. Be, be because I love them with some blue cheese on it, with some butter on it. Oh, oh my God, it's so Fuck, good, dude. Blue but cheese. What Fuck. do you do? What do you do with the potato? Do you like steam it, roast yeah. it? Yeah. You steam it. You, you you eat it like a baked potato. Now he gets his it. he gets his hair dryer and just like warms it up <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> warms it up. Then, then I go outside, I milk the cow, then I wait 70 years, and then one day one day that milk is all blue. Then I just pour it on top. Jesus Christ. So, potato is, like, such a good one. Yeah, I, I, that, I don't think you can top potato. I was going to say one. macaroni and cheese, because mac and cheese is so fucking heat. You couldn't eat macaroni and cheese for seven Oh, I could. I could. I swear to God. Dude, you'd be all kinds of backed up. You'd be shitting. Yeah, really but that's fine. But that's fine. I'm just saying I'm not I'm not counting the but consequences of what we're doing. I'm counting <laughs> what I could physically get myself to eat 21 times big, in a row. 
Big T has the taste buds of a five-year-old No girl. cap. Be, you want to eat be, because he cheese. hates tomatoes, he hates blue cheese, he hates. I just like. It's not that I hate blue cheese. I just like like ranch. So I'm not gonna put blue cheese on anything because I like. He ranch loves more. ranch. He puts I'll drink ranch. ranch. I'll put ranch in this can. I'll put See, ranch in this can and just sip it out. He doesn't like hot food. No, he's got the. Taste I have a sensitive a stomach, bro. I can't eat like fucking spicy. That's one thing I'll never get is that people people that eat spicy food just because like they want to burn their mouth. Like there's no flavor, there's no nothing. It's just like let me incinerate That's my not mouth. True. That's not bro, true. Bro, it's is facts. So wrong. Bro, I had this friend nah. in college that went to this. There's a store up in where my university is that like they literally only sell hot sauces. That's what they sell. And he went in there and bought the hottest one he could find and put like a bunch on these wings that we were eating. And he like he wears glasses like I do, and I look over on the couch next to me, and his glasses are fogging up because his face yeah. is so hot from what he's eating. Like he's crying, and then he had to stop eating for twenty minutes because he couldn't feel his mouth. Like I'm, why the fuck do people do that? So I kind of know because, like back when I was in like tenth, the eleventh, twelfth grade, my buddies and I would go eat buffalo wings fucking every day every single day <laughs> like with without a doubt we'd go over to duff's buffalo wings which were fucking so good but then one day my buddy and i went over there we got the hottest wings there which was fucking dumb but but it's kind of fun but um but also, uh, we were we were talking back and forth on it, and there's a certain high that you get from eating these foods that that are so yeah, hot right. that they they end up they end up a awaking like other senses. I just read this today, actually. Apparently, the caspasin makes you um, horny or something, or like pleasure. Well, well. That's super funny because right after getting wings, we uh, went and had sex in a park bathroom. But he told me that it kind of reminds him of when he goes and like smokes weed, which I you got some of weird get. friends. You you say that, but you just said you would drink ranch out of a can. I would, and I would too, baby. But ranch is elite. May, maybe buffalo wings. Because you, you can kind of put, like, diff, d- different seasonings on them. Like, mm. one day you can go hot. Then a, another day go, like, Parmesan. That then, like, garlic a, another day. That there's... Then a, then a, another day go, 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 like, honey barbecue. I feel like there's so many ways to do that and do it well. Yeah. I've got this thing about food where um, I'm very particular about the texture. So the only part of the chicken that I eat is chicken breast because I don't like the soft meat. And like fat on my meat, I can't deal with that shit. I cut it off <gasps> wherever I am. Can't do it. Oh, I love like fatty sirloins and shit. Ew. Do no, I cut the fat off of anything. Y'all are anything. such children. Bro, it's so You live icky. in Texas, bro. It's I eat all. tomatoes. Yeah, which which means by the age we are five, we get a shotgun, and then we are 
Officially men. All you drink is ranch. Hey, By the time ranch you're is five good. in Alabama, you've already fucked your sister. That's right. Yeah, yeah, ha, baby. Roll yeah. That's right. Roll Thank tide. you for not coming after Texas like Max did last episode. Means the world to me. It means that we will have you again in a later episode, which we will not have Max ever again. Never ever. You but don't come for Texas. That's right. You never come for Texas. You don't mess with the horns. Up. The bull. Like, Wait, we what is it? You don't mess with the bull, you show. get the horns. That's what it is. Yeah. What do you mean like you but, fucked up Mexico? That makes no sense. So after they beat the shit out of us, we, we beat the shit out of them. Well, I mean, Texas okay. is technically 0 for 2 because what – so like Texas like seceded from Mexico and then I'm pretty sure Mexico – We've like, never lost. They beat them yeah, and then you tried – and then y'all seceded from the U.S. Win. and then you lost again. So, I mean, you're really 0 for 2 <laughs> on seceding, bro. Yeah. Like it's – maybe I should we just hang tight. We suck at this shit. <laughs> yeah, we bro. suck at this shit. <laughs> It's so funny. But it's also, like, so funny because there's so many people down here that are like, man, if Texas w w was its own union, we'd be so much better off. Dude. Which, which, which I mean, we officially could be, but would it be a good union? Would no. it be like we have in the U.S.? No. No. Not now. But, but anyways, let's get into the next question. What was the worst experience you ever had minting something? <laughs> so I have two. Mine was definitely mine was definitely minting. Uh, I didn't mint the one where you had the seaplanes and shit. What was that? Bright Pals? I didn't mint that. Bright Pals. So. Oh, Disco Solaris. What was the the Bright confirm Bright one? Oh, okay, yeah, dude. I minted. I minted. Um, Soho Kids when they launched when it was like they had the they basically did like a raffle for their 5,000 spots and then like it broke so people were just minting a bunch so I sent my I sent my transaction in like three minutes after they released the address and it took eight hours so I just sat there and waited till like 2 a.m. That's when like Cardano was also like super congested so I just had to sit there and wait and pray to God that mine went through um, which was quite hectic but yeah, that's probably like the worst man I've had. Work. I just looked at my wallet and I was like, hey, it's here. And then, <laughs> yay. Yeah, I still hold that, by the way. Thank you, Oxy. Mine would probably be a Bright Pals, which I fucking hated for that because I'm like, oh my god, I love the art, man. This is crazy good. Then, then I like worked my ass off. To uh, mint it, I ended up minting none of them because I think they, they that they also did that thing where they're like, we have a fish, we officially don't have any more, but there were like people minting more and more and more. Yeah, yeah. So, right. so it's like, what the fuck is going on? I didn't get a bright palette, but then it went up to like five hundred, which was insane. So, so I'm like, did that could have been the easiest flip. No. Did he kill? Uh, I minted. And I also bought a couple. Because I like... Where? Uh, what do you mean? Where? Where did you buy that? Like, what which price? floor? Oh, no. I, I bought them well on the way down. I bought them at, like, 190. Yeah. Um, 
but I had I had a couple and I sold well I, I broke even on the first day I sold one um, but yeah I liked them a lot it's just the dude was not good at what he was doing I yeah. really liked them I kept collecting them right until he rugged and then I was just like <laughs> wasn't there a commu- community takeover for it yeah but I left before that it was just yeah. I mean I got out Maybe yeah. I might buy it back in. I might as well, actually, because I did like some. I'll try and look for some of the ones that yeah. I had initially. What are they at? 40? 40 or something? So uh, let's l- look at it live on the DGEN report. Also, T, um, your worst minting experience. Mm-hmm. I think I can correct you on that record. Oh, oh I know what you're going <laughs> to say. <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> that one was rough, man. It was it was a it was a it was a tough time. Oh man, Leave me I also in. I also will say that it wasn't the worst, mit, but I I do have a tendency of like getting whitelisted for stuff and then forgetting that like the time like I mess up the UTC conversion or something like that. I did that for Voyage. I didn't mint uh, the whitelist window because I messed up the times. Yeah, yeah, I messed up yeah. the times. Um, oh no, so I can't the do planets, wasn't it? Yeah, it was for planets. Yeah, it wasn't for continents. It was for planets. I missed. I missed the minting window. Dude, which, missed- which is honestly so embarrassing, and because Big T was one of the people that were the most active. Like, Dude, I was, I was like the was sixth the person team. invited to the server. <laughs> I was like in there before anyone even joined it because I was hanging out with you guys, and then I literally, like, I was in there from the beginning, and I missed it. <laughs> it's okay though. I got my planet. But back then, the, the the active people were the team, then me because because I was a mod, so so, so of course I was active and then big T. But he missed the mint. Kind of embarrassing if you do ask. Yeah, me. embarrassing, bro. I did that for I did that for no, I, FM, I, I did that for FMC as well. I forgot to register my own address, oh, yeah. and I was a mod, and I forgot to register my whitelist address for my for the own drop. Well, I don't think you missed much there, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's okay. It's okay. I still have like six, but yeah, it's what it is. I missed the whitelist for Dead Rabbits. Oh. Uh, Hurts. That burns, man. Yeah, that burns. I missed the whitelist for that. And then um, I, when Mallard Order was minting, I minted one during my whitelist. And I was like, oh, I'm going to wake up during the public sale and go ham. And then I woke up to like a 600 floor price. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I nearly bought Mallard's back at like 250 But I didn't. And now I'm like... Well, why is it at 400? What the fuck? I, I pulled a Mitchell with Mallet Order. Yeah. Bought the top? You're... Hell yes. Nice. My, my man, my man. Yeah, we my love man. the top. I love the top. I think my average purchase Nothing price tastes for better. Mallet, my average purchase price for Mallet's is like 650 I think. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, man. Let's go. Which, oh, but wait. I got some good ones, though. I got like a gold. I have the only blindfolded uh, broadsword ducks in the whole collection, and I've got two like multiple. Sorry, you you said ducks, so uh, multiple ducks or? Oh yeah, I've got five. I've got five of. Uh, you five bought numbers. five for six fifty? 
an average of 650. I minted one, and then I picked up. Jesus Christ, man! Yeah, I I won two in an auction on the CNFT auction server. Um, nice for man. Um, 1250 for two like black on black ducks uh, that's on the floor nice of 650 so I was like hey discount 25 ADA <laughs> and um, by the time yeah. I won the auction the floor is 500 <laughs> well go. you are very lucky you took my Kong advice though I did I did that was I your one that was the, your best call yep my best call yet I mean my Kalei's are doing good too. I know. I've been Which saving forever to get a clip. 1400 I still don't have 1400 Yeah. Which which I know that you aren't a big fan of claymation. Actually, changing my mind though. Like I got. Yeah, we were talking about that. We we're yeah, we were talking about that the other day. I told him that I nice. really might. I told him I was about to buy, or I really want to buy um, a GC clay, like a good Charlotte clay, and he. We were looking at them together. See, with with Kalein Nation, don't don't attack me, but they're just so basic. Where where I do feel like yes, good Charlotte's better. Um, I think yes, a, growing paints to me looks better. Yes, I think it and not as more unique, but but I feel like it's kind of like what the buds are doing, where it's more so the legacy of the. the this being the first like massive mint, yeah. mint blow up project that makes it good and like I do have a mine which is up there which I'll do a better job to pop up yeah well, I mean YouTube podcast, buds but... are on the opposite ends of the spectrum with regards to that with buds it's a lot more about the legacy and we have to separate yeah. uh, Alessandro's achievements from buds because right. that's not the project it's the founder. Whereas with Clay's, um, the project's actually doing stuff. So, yeah. so I think like I think Clay's are a great investment, and and I'm kicking myself because just because I don't like the art doesn't mean it wasn't a great investment. And I should yeah, right. I should pull the trigger at seven. I well I paid, I only paid proper attention when they were at like seventeen hundred. But I should have pulled the trigger then. Not gonna pull yeah. it right now, but if it ever comes down a little bit, I might. Because yeah. I want to get about that train, man. That they look like yeah. they're going places, and undoubtedly, I don't know. I think they are the premier project in the space, just oh, for yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. The connections that they're Both. building, and then like, I don't think. I know you said that you don't think that like the traits are very unique, Mitch. I don't know. I think that it being like handmade is really like what drives like its uniqueness. Yeah. You know, it's not like auto generated or anything like that. So. Um, even if you think, or if anyone thinks that traits might be like a little weak, I think that the like the the fact that it's like handcrafted is really what should sell it. So when I used to say that that I don't mean weak, I mean basic. Like basic. You don't want them yeah. After him now. Yeah, but it's hard. Like it's going to be harder to do like crazy traits like with like with your hands. Like you you're making something with your hands. Like it's you can't do like some of the crazy like stuff that you see. Like in other projects, just because like, yeah. it's like not feasible. Um, Which I get, but this is also something that we are talking talking about differently with this super successful project. Yeah. That 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 most and most most other successful Cardano projects have those super unique traits. 
Yeah, like like I think both Lays and Buds, they are in a whole different league. Yeah, just because of the they were there at the beginning, right? So I think that trait variety and and I guess the the stuff that started off with on the chain were a little bit more simplistic than what you see now in terms of uh, diverse. Why do they need to be more diverse? Why do they need to have more traits? Because things have been done before, right? Like. So I guess if you have the early mover advantage, then you get more time to to start building on your legacy, whereby it becomes a lot less about what the original piece was and a lot more about where you're headed. Yep. Yeah, I agree. So let's move on to the next topic. So crazy college. So I think you and I have talked about it, and you did college two times? Yeah, um, I did. Yeah, I did uni twice. Um, so I studied law in law in Melbourne, and then when I was done with that, I came back and did a degree in accounting and finance in Malaysia. So I spent a long time in college. Uni, we call it. So I'm guessing you preferred college the the first time compared uh, to the well, second yeah, time? Yeah, definitely, definitely, because, um, well, it's it's the experience, right? The college yeah. experience I had uh, in law school was a lot less academic-centric. Like, you know, I moved to Melbourne, and I was there for a couple of years, and it was great. I made a lot of really good friends, learned a lot about myself, not so much about law, but uh, <laughs> I got out of, I mean, you know, I made it out, and uh, when I came back and did it the second time, it was very much more about getting the degree and just getting out of there, because yeah. uh, I knew at that point I wanted to do finance. I mm-hmm. knew at that point that's what I wanted to learn, and that's what I wanted to do, because with law, it's a... You see, in Malaysia, when you finish your high school, um, which is actually at grade 11, you if you do really well in the government exam, then you stand a chance to get a scholarship to study abroad and stuff like that. So I, I got one of those scholarships. And when you apply for the scholarships, you, you sort of, um, you pick, you know, what field you want to do, where you want to go and all that. And when you yep. ask someone to pick something at that age, like, what the fuck do you know? So, so I completely agree because when I went into college, I said, oh, I'll just figure it out. I ended up getting super into the female anatomy, and I never found out. So it's the things like that. But but the question is, what is the craziest thing that you did in college? Or just the craziest story that you have. Yeah. You didn't necessarily have to do it. You could have witnessed it. My time in Melbourne was full of a lot of these stories. Um... Um, I spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time getting really drunk and doing a lot of drugs, but like, I mean, fun drugs, not like, not like the, the, not like heroin and meth and shit, but like, Hey, yeah, well, there's nothing wrong because I know that a bunch of our viewers do both heroin and meth. So can you tell us like what type of drugs they are the? Oh, well. Okay, so here's the thing that not not many people know about. Um, see, I studied in Monash Monash University, Melbourne, and um, 
in the winter, magic mushrooms grow on the ground in our uni. Yeah, they grow on the ground and like and because I lived on campus, I, I lived, I lived um, on res. Well, we had not much to do there because it was sort of an isolated uni town, and we had a few friends who knew what these mushies looked like. So, I remember the first time these bunch of first years went out and went mushroom hunting, right? And this dude That's comes so up with this big trash bag with like seven hundred caps or something in there. And that, that, shit, became, that became the gang stash for like the rest of the semester. Um, but yeah, a lot of it was just, you know, like college stuff, like college freakouts. I think one of the craziest yeah. stories I'd have is, oh, I've got this, te- I had this tendency when I was younger. Um, if I drank too much, I would black out, but not pass out. So I'd be running yeah. around doing like menace shit. And, <laughs> Good. Yeah, I remember this college. one time... It was my mate's 21st birthday, so we rented this uh, bungalow in the middle of a horse farm. It was in the middle of bumfuck nowhere. So it was just us, right? And um, I paid the deposit on the house, I remember that. So we were there for two nights. And after the first night, I woke up and I went outside and there was just like toilet paper up on the roof. And so I got really annoyed and I was like, what the fuck is this? What just happened? And um, people came up to me and were like, you don't remember? Apparently, apparently it was me the night before. I had these rolls of like toilet paper and I was just like flinging them up on the roof. Um, and <laughs> yeah. at some point in the night, someone, uh, they were looking for me and they couldn't find me. And they were like, where'd Stash go? And one, one of my friends is walking around the house looking for me and they see some smoke coming from the roof. And so, oh, no. so this dude pulls up a ladder, puts it against the roof, climbs up the roof and sees me there with a bong and I'm like, you want it? And then the thing is, they couldn't figure out how I got on the roof because there wasn't a way yeah. up. The guy pulled the ladder from the shed. I don't remember jack shit, but this is what I was told. Right. The fuck, man? That's insane. Like, back when I did college, Back in the old days, back in like 2018, 2019, <laughs> so long ago, you'd imagine that this would be me because I punched holes through windows, because I ate whole loaves of cabbage, because I joined a fraternity, and that's what you do. But but I did, didn't do much weird shit. Like, most of my weird shit was when I was joining the fraternity. So uh, one time I, one time I ate a whole sleeve of butter. Yeah, that Ew. that was terrible because it's so yeah. fatty and you are like chewing on it, like doing your best to get it down. So was so that, was that one of the a, pledges or, or what? Yeah. Oh wow. So so that same year I also got a piercing because because oh, if you? I did this they did they did take off like two things off of the hunt so, so i like so i ended up huh so it's like getting a tattoo for a whitelist yeah. yes it's a, like <laughs> getting a bcrc tattoo to be part of a super secret club yes it is but oh what else did i do i did those two things so those those are the two bad things, and then I did things like push-ups, which, which are, are bad. fucking weird. weird. But like, 
your fraternity Push. pledge, your fraternity pledge seems a bit like toned down. I think there's just yeah. a lot of nudity in Australia. Like a lot See, of our uh, pledges was running back naked from a bar, swimming across a lake naked. Like there's a lot of that. The the way fraternities in the U- U.S. are displayed, we can't do that. Yeah, it's like anymore. a, it's it's almost like a. It's like almost like a political thing because basically like so at my like in my in my college there was a couple of fraternities that were um, what do they call it they call it like you're not like you're kicked off campus so basically you can't do anything regard like that would reflect poorly on the school so you're not allowed to run like any like official events or anything like that so if you do anything that the school finds is like not up and up they will basically like reject your like your official status as a fraternity so you can still like be one but it doesn't really mean anything so that's why most like most fraternity like they do get a bad rap and there's some that are really crazy and do crazy stuff but like they can't like show that on the outside because then they're going to get like in big trouble mm, that's how most it should of be the- though because a lot of a lot of the fraternity activities i mean um i've been reading a lot about the stuff in the u.s and it a lot of it seems pretty rapey man Oh, yeah, which, it's super which, sus. Super sus. But, but I feel like because there's such a massive light on it, like like I'm betting there's a bunch of weird shit that goes on with fraternities over in Melbourne. But because there's such a massive light on it, anything that could be deemed being somewhat rapey, somewhat... I don't want to do this. Then, it, then it's going to be called out. But that's not nearly as accepted in fraternities elsewhere. Well, it's good to hear that there's some form of regulation, I guess. Which is good, but um, but it also kind of kills that crazy rat <laughs> culture, which which is also negative. But which is here for the party. Yeah. But I'm here for the women. And the party, baby. <laughs> no, when when I joined, it was because I wanted friends, and then I left because I paid for shitty friends. <laughs> lose, so, lose. So, so I know that some of them are going to listen to this and be like, thank God I was not one of the bad ones. But, but, it, but it's okay. Life yeah. moves on, and so do I. But, but, but I'd say eating a thing of butter was terrible. That sounds like shit. Yeah. What about you, Tyler? No, not good. What are your Tyler. Stories? Um. So I went to so I went to community college for two years. So I actually only went to university for two and a half years because I did an extra semester. So I don't really have that many like crazy stories. I think it's because of where I went to school, like I went to school up in the mountains. So like for half of the year from like October until April, it's really, really cold. So the only things to do are to like stay inside and drink and watch football or to like go skiing um, and snowboarding, which I'm really, really bad at skiing and snowboarding. If anyone wants to know, (laughs) I'm awful. I'm awful. I've been snowboarding like seven times. And I can't even make it down like the beginner slope without eating shit like four or five times because I don't want to stop. <laughs> like I can go and I can turn, but I don't know how you stop. Like it, it's really hard to stop. So I normally just like dive if I want to stop and just, you know, take a, a tumble. Um, 
I don't know. We never really did anything. I think on the pod with Max, maybe I mentioned it or Colin. I can't remember if I even mentioned it or not. But I did go to which one? Um, I think I might have mentioned it on the pod with Max, or maybe I was just telling a friend like IRL recently. I don't know, but I did go to a um, Tell us. like a party at a some of my friends were in a fraternity, so I went to like this little like party. it wasn't even like a big party. It was just like a bunch of dudes like hanging out or whatever. But I go into this house and there's like holes that are like the size of a football like in the ceiling everywhere and i'm like why do you have these baby i was like why do you (laughs) fuck you i was like why do you have these holes in the ceiling everywhere ceiling no but i was like why do you have these holes in the ceiling everywhere they're like you see this in you know what a garden gnome is right like the thing with the pointy out you put outside your house there's a garden gnome in the kitchen and they were like they're like sometimes we have this competition to see who can get the garden gnome to stick in the ceiling so they have this garden gnome like sitting there and like Dude, they would get like super drunk and just like run around and throw it into the roof and like see if it would get stuck or not. And I was like, you guys are insane. When when I punched a hole through the window because we didn't we didn't own the house, the person that did was so fucking pissed. Obviously. So so if people were tossing garden gnomes into the fucking ceiling, I'm guessing at first off they owned it, but if that they didn't. Oh, oh my god, I'd be fucking Absolutely. livid. Well, I think I'd what happened livid. I think what happened was the owner of the house had told them that they were going to tear it down and rebuild like a new house oh, there at the end of the school yeah. semester, so they were just like fuck it, like we'll just destroy it because yeah. like they're tearing it down. So, so I think that's what happened. So I just remembered something funny that that happened to me back in college. So you, you were kind of t- talking about boarding. So back when I was in college, I had one of those like motor boards where you, you, you have like a kind of... It's like an electric motor. long board, right? Yes, yes. So, so be, because I've kind of been boarding my entire life, it wasn't too hard at all. So, so, so uh, because I li- lived on c- campus, I probably lived like five minutes away from my furthest class. So, so what I did do whenever, whenever I own literally had like two um, minutes, I'd end up going like 30 miles per hour on that board and just fucking zooming, go, going so fast. But there's no like seatbelt on it. There's no safety at on all. So... <laughs> So, so, and then one day when I'm going to class, I hear the bell ring and, and I'm kind of in a pretty populated area. So, so I'm going like 30 miles per hour and I just go fucking flying. Like, like I fly, fly off the board. I land on my knees. I'm like, oh my God. I've done that. So, so, and then, then after that, like 30 people will walk by, both like beautiful girls and a bunch of other people, and nobody (laughs) helps me out. (laughs) I've done that before on like a regular longboard. Like, I I used, I have a couple of longboards, and I used to longboard a lot, and I was like, 
going through this trail like it's like paved but like this trail that we have like in the city and i was going like pretty fast i like go down this hill but there was like a bridge right so like the like it changed a little bit like the because of like a wooden bridge so there was like a little like probably like a three inch gap between like the concrete and where the wood started and my front wheels got like i was just flying and they got caught in the gap and i literally just like like superman across the bridge and like cut my arm all up really bad it hurt so bad dude like my board just stopped moving like i just kept going and my board didn't that shit sucks like yeah so it's kind of funny because after that i didn't run it much but then when i dropped out of college and i moved to California, when I worked for the government, I got a tiny penny board, and I'd go like the penny boards are lit. I love the penny board. Hour down cliffs and shit. <laughs> mm, it was. I love my penny awesome. board. Maybe me and you should penny board sometime, Tyler. Yeah, I'll penny board on over to Texas. It'll take me about three weeks, but I'll see you there. <laughs> so, we can meet in the middle. In Alabama? Yeah. Let's go. Meet meet me in the washing machine. <laughs> meet him in the toilet, uh, in the park. Toilet. In the park, in the meet, park bathroom. Meet, meet me in the public bathroom. So so the next question is, would you be, be a buddy with a clone of yourself? Who, me? Yeah. Like, would you be friends with oh, yourself? Yes, like I'm you... just waiting. I would love a clone of myself. And this is weird because I've got a twin brother, but he's not a clone of me. Um, Are you yeah, like fraternal twins? Yeah, yeah. Okay. My brother, so, would you say that you are better looking than you, your twin? Um, no, I wouldn't say that. Why? He's handsome. I spent... I spent um, my younger years partying and doing a lot of drugs. My brother spent those years at the gym. So he's like, my brother's like stacked. He's just yeah. like full on. Yeah. So you are saying going to the gym makes you look sexy? Makes you sexier, yeah, sure. Yeah, basically. So, so, so am I not sexy? No. You can't get any sexier. Like, there's no version in the universe yeah. where there's a buff Mitch because we couldn't handle that. My type, like, for me, I am kind of the perfect version of that. So <laughs> you love your you love yourself. So modest. Would would I be a but but buddy with my clone? Maybe, but I think you'd kill each other. See, see, I feel like my sense of humor kind of pokes fun at myself. So I feel like my cologne would be like, hey, quit talking sh shit about me. And he'd just beat the shit out of me. So, <laughs> so, so if we can get past that, then maybe. Because I'm pretty fun. So, so finding somebody else fun like me might be good because nobody's as fun as i am i think no, it's I'm the sure weird sense of humor of if you if you think you've got a weird sense of humor then you're gonna like want to hang out with another yourself until you realize that 
you're just fucking weird and you don't even like yourself. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> <it happened. laughs> See, so I feel like people with a weird sense of humor, they say, oh, I just, just, just have a weird sense of humor. I'm just quirky. No, no, you are just not funny at all. <laughs> you are not funny at all. If you say, oh, nobody laughs at my jokes, that's because you are not funny at all. No, everyone right. just has no sense of humor. Yeah. It's just Nobody fun. gets it's me. <laughs> but I feel like because of that, like, maybe I could be friends with myself. Because nobody laughs at my jokes but me. I love um, the new jokes. Right? But I Again, I go back to... Yeah, I go back to that. I talk too much. So I wouldn't... I like, I wouldn't like myself because then myself would annoy me. You'd have like a political debate with yourself and then you'd both shoot each other. Yeah, we'd both just fight. <laughs> which, I love it. Which, which makes sense because most of my best friends are very, very introverted. Yeah. Introverted. Like very, very introverted. Which makes sense because I carry conversations. I carry things. I keep the ball going. So I, so I just kind of need somebody to listen to me talk for. Yeah, I get that. For and that's what hours. we're here for. Let's go. Okay, so on to the next question. Um, what is the worst habit that you have? Smoking. Smoking oh. weed or like cigarettes? Smoking. I mean, I, I, I used to smoke cigarettes uh, and then I, I dropped them after about nine years which was about nine years too late. Um, and now I just, you know, I've got a vape. I mean, weed's fine. I smoke weed after work, sure. But like, um, it's, the, it's the other thing. I think with me, it's a lot more about oral fixation than anything else, um, yeah. which is why it was so fast. It was so easy for me to drop the cigarettes and pick up the vape because um, I never actually really liked cigarettes in the first place. They made my hands smell funny, made my clothes yeah. smell funny, and it was just it was just a really inconvenient habit because I'd have to go out somewhere and have a cigarette and come back and all that. Yeah. And you know, um, when I switched switch to the vape, of course the plan is for me to eventually drop it. And I've spoken about this to like I don't know. I've spoken about this to Fart as well. I think Fart was trying to quit the vape. Yeah, but sure. um, with the oral fixation thing, it's just not easy. I've tried going yeah. from uh, high nicotine to low nicotine to even no nicotine, but um, it doesn't. It doesn't help. It doesn't really yeah, help. I, I just got to puff on something when I'm stressed. Yeah, I quit for like I quit like what is it? Were we in August? I quit in like March after I I vaped since I was what eighteen so like six years, um, and I quit in like March and I think it was like. I'd like just chewed a lot of sunflower seeds. Like anytime I'd be like the yeah. urge to do something, I would like chew like on something. So I would like get like like gummy worms or like sunflower seeds or literally just like any sort of like snack food that like I could eat yeah. and that would like take a minute to eat. And then like after a while, like you just kind of like let it go. And then I'll like do whatever I'm doing yeah. working. And then if I like got the urge again, I would eat more sunflower seeds. But I went through like a lot of sunflower seeds. My my dad he had a massive chewing tobacco, like a that is so thing. Texas. Yeah, that is so but, Texas. But, but why but, can't you but, smoke a cigarette like a normal person? <laughs> 
because normal people don't. A lot of people do. Weird yeah. people do that. Like, yes, I am in the south, so maybe more people do it over here. But, but like, he did that for maybe 20, 30 years. Then, then, then one day he said he enough's enough, and now he just chews gum all the, the time. He has like little nicotine tablets yeah. that oh, that he chews on that. all the time. Be because so so much of it is just a fixation. So so you always need something in your mouth. So 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 kind of like Tyler said. Just, just like fill those holes where you'd be thinking about, oh, I need my vape. I need something. Just, just put something tasty in your mouth to fill that gap where you'd be like, oh, I'm bored. I need this. Be, yeah. be, because I feel like boredom is also a huge part of it. Where if you you have gum in your mouth and you, you are just chewing it hard, going, then then, think... then that kind of fills that gap like sunflower seeds did for Tyler. I don't think it's and boredom. It does for. I don't think it's dad. boredom as much as it is like. It's... Yeah. It's almost like st- it's like stimulating. Yeah. Yeah. To me. Now I miss the. I thing. feel like it's Challenging. punctuation. It's like it marks a. a you know, a break, break. Between periods of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. But, you know, that being said, like, I stopped cigarettes and I've, I'm smoking the vape and all that, right? Yeah. Like, what I do notice is I smoke a lot more with the vape. Yeah. Like, a lot more, because... Um, you can do I it anywhere. I've been doing it right now, like, you know, I can't sit through this podcast without taking a puff. But if I was still smoking cigarettes, I would. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. So even with yeah, work, I find it that way. Like, yeah, with work, I used to have to go downstairs to the bathroom to do it, and then now I just—I mean, downstairs to the to the smoking area to do it. Now I just pop into the bathroom. And just, you know, yeah. it's it's just convenient. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably it is my worst habit for sure. Do it. Do you think that there's there's a tactic out there that that would work best for you? That might just be super fucking hard to be like, this is what I need. To no. Do. Look, the honest to God truth is that, well, like, I mean, you know, I've, I've fought for and against a lot of things. And I know that if I actually, if I actually tried, you just, I'd drop it. But the truth yeah. is that I haven't tried. I haven't. Yeah. Like, I wanted to stop cigarettes, and, and I did, by, by picking up the vape. And I know the next step should be to drop the vape. But I yeah. haven't been um, convinced enough to want to do it. I know I should, yeah. but I just, I, I would, I kind of want to continue doing it for a short while more. Yeah. I, that's what I tell myself, at least. But, like, you know. There's going to come a time where I'm going to just have to do it and uh, and yeah. I'll do it, I guess. But like for now, I just... <sighs> so, so my worst habit is my sleep pattern. <laughs> no shit. Be, yeah. be, because, I tend, because I tend to be more awake when the Asians are 
than a win of the DA Mary Kintar, <laughs> which is not good. But that kind of began back in ice school, I'd say, because I'd probably be up till 2 a.m. with my college buddies playing over watch. Then, then that kind of translated to college, where where my girlfriend at the time was also very much a night owl. So we'd be up till mid midnight to 2 a.m. But when you used to work, but, when you used to work your like when you used to work like your like your regular like nine to five job that you worked for the government, did you have the same problem? No. No, I'm, but, t- I'm telling but, you, it's because like if you're if you have to, like if you have to depend like you depend on this money to live, so you have to wake yeah. up at a certain time. Your your sleep schedule will automatically fix itself because you oh. like subconsciously you're like I must wake up. Stash is saying no yeah. because Stash never sleeps either. I like to sleep. So I also do. So we were supposed to record this podcast yesterday. So I went to bed at maybe 11 p.m. Got up at 9, got 9 hours of sleep. Oh, my God, I've never felt so good in my life. Felt felt it's so great. good, and I loved it. But in, then the next day, I tried doing that again, and I couldn't fall asleep. Yeah, no, it didn't happen overnight. But it kind of changing it back, that then, like, 10 months ago, after I left the government because because I peed on the toilet seat, go back to the first three episodes to hear about that. But I ended up working for Jeff Bezos over at Amazon, where, <laughs> where, yeah, where I had to go in at 6.45 p.m., then I had to work till 4.45 a.m. Then, uh, then I had to come home, I had to get... Back at like five. Was that a call center? No, it where the packaging warehouse. Packing. Yeah, so so I kind of became very much a night owl there, and then I've not been able to fix it. But I kind of need to with this podcast because people are awake during normal hours, not during my hours. So with the podcast, with what I'm doing on Twitch. Go follow me. My name is Stutterboy CNFT. But um, but but I need to be awake when people are awake, not when it's convenient to me. Well, it depends on where your target audience is as well. Like, so if you said you're awake during the Asian times with the CNF, like I mean, with you know Web three and shit like that, there's always someone awake when you're awake, whatever time that might be, you know. So but, I guess it's about which audience you're targeting. Yeah. But who do you think is the biggest audience honestly, for Cardano NFTs? Honestly, in, I think it's like the East, like Asia and East Asia. But I think but, it depends on what audience you're trying to reach. If you're talking about same. a podcast like this, it won't be the East Asian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I'm talking about like just so, like CNFT projects in general. So it's even so if, yeah. The Philippine boys so roll I'm, hard. I see Philippine boys everywhere. But, but they also flip hard. Hey. They, 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 they tend to lean more towards those flips because they can make more money off of this. Is that valid? I think that's the case for a lot of people. But, um, but 
Are you talking about what just like um, currency rates and stuff? Yeah, but I, I don't know. With with me, the the people I want are die hard people that are here for the long term that would love to be a part of something fucking huge, and they're going to be a part of something fucking huge. Which yeah. which which I know leads more t- towards the American European audiences rather than the Asian. No but offense, Mister. Um, on the Asia. Australian crowd as well, and the Australian yeah. crowd are a lot closer to the Asian timing than to yours. So which? Yeah, it's like three a.m. for the Aussies right now. I think. Hmm. But yeah. but but. For somebody that needs to uh, relate to everybody's time, I feel like t- the the Asia Australia t- time makes less s- s- sense because yeah. Yeah, with fair. American South America Europe, then uh, then uh, those th- those are most of the people I'm going for. Yes, it would be nice to also touch a bit of Asia in Australia. But I need to fo- 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 focus on the people here for the long term. How about touching grass? You're talking about your live stream, right? Not not the um, yeah. not the show, because the show is recorded and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. which which I feel like because because over in Asia, less people know, know English, then that then I should focus on the uh, European, South America, U.S. Canada. I, I think that's just your. I think going. that's just your opinion. But let's keep on going because I don't know if that's no, actually right. No, and no, I mean it. I'm holding true to my values. I need to fix this shit. So I'll come up with with every reason why I should fix it, and I'll fucking do it because I need a reason to do everything. Tyler, give us something quick. Oh, bad habit. Um. I don't know, like I'm fidgety, like I fidget all the time, like I'm always doing something with my hands, so like I bite my nails and shit, because I'm just like really fidgety all the time. What What else do you do because you're so fidgety? Uh, I don't know, crack my fingers, like always like pace, like move in my chair, like... Dancing? Yeah, I have like a, I have a fidget cube, so I like, Say, it's got like no, buttons and stuff. I don't know where I'm really? Yeah, like it's bad. Like I can't sit still. Same. So, so I have like super bad ADHD, which kind of explains the uh, way I talk and the uh, way I'm touching my hair currently because yeah. I can't control it. So, so, anyways, the next question is: Someone gives you two million dollars, but you have to, but you only have one day to use all of it. You you can't put it in assets or in your bank. What do you, you do? Can't put it in assets or in my bank. Fuck. So that I'm buying all like... the JPEGs. I'm sweeping every uh, floor. But I'm sweeping but, every but, floor. But that's a asset. Okay. So wait. Okay. If, you, if that's the premise, then you're ruling out like. Everything. Like stuff, houses, cars, and shit like that, right? You, you so so. Uh, what I mean by by that is these are things you can't sell. Right. Okay. Okay. That's no a lot matter easier. what. That's a lot easier. Um, two million dollars. Um, I'm buying the best alcohol in the world. 
the finest bottles. I'm buying a big plot of land. That's an asset. Ooh, where? Uh, but, okay. But, but he's not going to sell it. No, he's not gonna to sell I'm it. Ne I, I'm never going to sell my JPEGs either. I hold. That's because you can't sell them below floor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. No, but I, I think land would be cool because, um, um, yeah, even if you can't sell it, right, like, it is, it's something you actually call your own and you work on it and shit like that. And I just think it'd be really cool if I had, um, well, that's the retirement dream, I reckon. Like, I always yeah. thought of, like, a little... A little patch where, well, I want to say like a vineyard, but ideally I'm too lazy to fucking take care of a vineyard. Yeah. So like something with a backyard enough for me to grow a couple like things somewhere secluded enough for me to not be bothered, but not in the middle of bumfuck nowhere where I can't go get McDonald's or something if I want to. Like, mm -hmm. you know, basically my premise is food delivery has to be able to reach my crib, but um, annoying yeah. neighbors shouldn't. Facts. That's I think that'd be the best use for two million dollars. So, so if I got two million dollars, because you you also can't go to the casinos because you'd make possibly a billion more. But or you just lose it all. <laughs> you can go only if you bet everything. Knowing on me, knowing me, yeah, I'd, I'd lose, lose it all. Everything. <laughs> Um, I feel like buying a house would be a good thing to do, but buying a newer car to Uber in would also be a good thing to do. What else? Buying a car to Uber, I think, would count as an asset because it is something but, from which you gain economic benefit. Big but brain stash. But I need it. But I, I need want it. it, Mom! Everyone this is my alcohol, question. You are alcohol, the guest. Like you, you, you are the guest. You can't tell me how my questions are. I should no, know. It, so, so I'd probably buy land, buy a house, buy my. So, so it's two million. I'd buy myself a house. Buy. So I'd pay off my parents' house. So it's not money I'm making back. But it's okay. money my parents w will make back. Then, then I will go to Las Vegas, buy a bunch of cocaine, fuck a bunch of hookers. Time of my life. So, so, so basically, That's just see an FT con. Dude. Yeah. Jeez. The so, con. You so wish, you wish that was CNFT con. <laughs> What what CNFTCon is actually gonna be is a bunch of weirdos just looking at their phone, like buying JPEGs the entire time. It'll be like so. That so I like know this video? for a fact. What's up? Did you guys see that video of I think it was one of these ETH NFT conventions where these dudes dressed up as goblins were just like saying random bullshit. Man, I would have gone violent at that point. <laughs> bro, bro, I uh, would have bought a plane flight and just gone home. <laughs> <laughs> just got out of there. Next flight. So, Tyler, do you want to quickly answer this question? 
Oh, I would just buy alcohol. Next question. Just alcohol. Um, yes, <laughs> the best of the best. Which which alcohol? Yeah, all of them. I, I have two million dollars. I'm buying them all. You are a big seltzer fan. Yeah, I'm buying a lifetime you, supply. Buy ten million of white claws. Yeah, it's buy, like, like what is seltzer? It's not something like it's like here. it's like seltzer water and alcohol in it, like a white claw, Trulies. It's like a okay. yeah. It's just like it's like bubbly, like flavored water with alcohol in it. Soft. <laughs> He's so soft. He drinks ranch and drinks white claws. He's <laughs> He's the softest boy. Okay, next question. We're speeding it up. What was the next question? Next Wait, I lost my place. Topic. 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 Next topic. Sorry. I lost my place. Oh, here we go. What are your parents like and what did you get from them? Huh. That's, that's a big one. Um, my parents... Like a lot of Asian parents are very, um, they they were very hands-on when I was growing up. There was a lot of guidance involved. There was a lot of uh, well expectations. Um, well, my my mom was a lot more because uh, my mom was a teacher. My my mom was a school mm -hmm. teacher uh, her entire career, and she just recently retired. So grades were really important for her. And when I say really mm -hmm. important, I mean like like really important. When I was in high school, uh, I spent a lot of time at home. Like, it's either at home or, or at school. I was usually doing, you know, studies, I was revising and shit like that. Kind of explains the scholarship. So what I got from my, what I got from them, actually from both my parents was a work ethic, uh, primarily. Mm -hmm. um, it was a work ethic because it was, it was instilled when I was younger and then when when I became older you see it was instilled by my mom when I was younger and as I grew older my dad made me understand why mm -hmm. so here's the thing um, my the job that I'm doing like I'm a corporate banking relationship manager my dad was one for his entire career as well so um, you know the finance thing runs in the family my brother's a banker as well and um, so what I what I got from them primarily was work ethic, but what I appreciate the most, uh, I've got my dad's sense of humor, which I I really enjoy my sense of humor, and I like mm -hmm. making dumb jokes with my dad. So yeah, I guess you you know, um, I have a lot to thank my parents for. Ooh, with me, kind of like what our guest had just said i so i also got my my humor from my father and then with my mom so although i do kind of act like a dick when i'm on the podcast and most of that is like entertainment based and it's like super exaggerated but but I am genuinely a very nice person. Like if you are a homie, yeah. I will do do almost anything to drop everything and help you. Out. Will you take the homies to the public bathroom? Oh. <laughs> oh, and then when I do, I'll fuck the shit out of them. The best sex that they've ever had because I'm a real homie. <laughs> But but it's things like that, and although my parents do have a insane work ethic, 
my parents never really like focused too hard on money, and rather than that, they focused on both me and me and my sister. So things like that. So from both of them, I kind of got that family based. Like that. This is why I do things. This is why I'm buying so many J JPEGs. Is because one day I, I read this. Um, there's this book called Sapiens, right? That breaks down um, human behavior essentially. And there's this one quote that I read from there that um, really reminds me of this thing, where it says. Um, parenting in Asian cultures and Western cultures differ in the identity of self. In the Western culture, you're instilled that your identity is what you think of yourself, who you are. Whereas in the Asian culture, when you're raised, your identity is what society thinks of you. And therein, with that minor difference, lies a whole diff like you know it, that there lies the divergence in parenting and the divergence yeah. in the people that we tend to become. So mm. um, my, my upbringing was a little bit different in the sense that I did spend quite a bit of time in, you know, in Australia and stuff like that as well. So um, my sense of development was not the regular Asian sort of thing. I, I've been shuttling in and out of Australia since I was a kid. But, um, but if I look at my peers, with a lot of them, that, that's how it is and that's how it's gonna be for their, their kids as well. Because that's the way they were raised, and that's the way their parents were raised, and so it shall be with their. Do you think that that the the way the Western cultures do it is better or worse than the way the Asian cultures do it? I think you need to strike a balance. I don't think yeah. either is correct because there are drawbacks to both sides, and there are benefits to both sides. Um, yeah. The what I noticed when I went to. See, because I, I did uni in both places, right? Here's a stark difference. When I was in uni in Melbourne, everyone who was in a particular course uh, was there because they wanted to be. Like, if, if I, when I was in my law school, uh, the Asian kids were there because they thought that's what their parents wanted them to do. And yeah. the white people were there because that's what they wanted to do. And, yeah. and there was such a stark difference. When I was in my first year, you had... The, the Aussies coming up and straight up talking about like real world political issues and shit like that. And myself included, we were all just like not too sure what exactly was going on. If you go and see an engineering student in Monash, even in their first year, they've definitely built something. Or you know, they've tinkered with robotics or, or electronics or whatever shit, you know. Whereas the yeah. Asian ones would come because they had good grades. Yep. And, and mm. therein lies a big difference in um, the value of being happy, I think. In the Western world, even in uni, you're encouraged to pursue where your interests lie. And therefore, like, I had a lot of friends who had really interesting sort of, um, they did interesting career, uh, interesting majors and went on to do really interesting careers, whereas a lot of my Asian friends did the cookie-cutter things. They did uh, medicine, law, or engineering for the most part, or finance, you know? So... Yeah. So I think um, it does play a big part like into who you yourself become and you might not even realize that because you think that your, your inf the influence of your parents on you are only when you are younger and all that. It's not true because that, that molds how you yourself think of the world and how you yourself think of things. Yep. I, I think um, there's no better or worse. You need to understand what's important when. Individuality yep. matters until you're working for a collective good. 
in which case then you should be thinking as a society as la- uh, at large but then on the yeah. other hand if you're if you're trying to do something unconventional that makes you happy but doesn't harm other people just because society doesn't understand it you shouldn't devalue yourself either yep it's about a balance which like everything which like you you is saying that kind of put put everything that i'm doing now kind of into perspective because like when i was a child my parents did everything for me did 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 everything to make me feel good did did everything to build me up like my parents went to all of my theater shows all of my concerts they went to all of these things so so and now that that i'm at the age where i'm doing my best to find something i love that's what i'm doing rather than so many people in these asian countries that that are doing things that they think might make that their their parents super happy that they might kind of like but but they don't love it but mm. that they'll be much better off than doing something as crazy as as a podcast or yeah. doing something li- like that so i feel like like no. you said both both sides are doing a lot correct but no side is doing it perfect there's also something that's being severely missed here now with regards to like that like doing doing um like chasing after your dreams per se right you notice how these happen yeah you say western countries but what countries are we talking about we're talking about developed nations with with like you know good uh social welfare practices in place like in australia for instance i'll only comment about australia because that's what i know um you can choose to do like whatever you, there's there's no immediate pressure on like going getting a job making money because you can go on the door if you're searching mm-hmm. for a job or something like that you can get on to centrelink and get your that's what a lot of my friends used to do you know they just they'd submit random applications they they'd submit like applications to a pharmacy and be like oh i i want this job because i want to steal medicine and then the application gets rejected yeah. but when centrelink checks on the system they apply to the pharmacy and got rejected so they're job hunting you know what i mean yep So mm-hmm. you have that in place so you can you can fudge the system to sort of do what you want. In Asia if you do that you're on the fucking street. You did. <laughs> That's it. Survival of the fittest. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that That's exactly it. I would say the the point like I don't know I've just been listening to you both um but to both of your points I think that what am I I think that it's really hard to find something and do it for a job like a career that you really do like love. I feel like most people don't get that because there's not that many things in the world that people actually enjoy and most of the time you can't really monetize it that well. You know, like you might be playing video you might you might like really enjoy playing video games but you have to be in like the top 0.001% of people that actually like make a career out of that. Most people just play it for fun, you know. So I think that I almost think that it's better to to push your kids into something that is like more of a guarantee of having a more comfortable life rather than like like you said there needs to yeah. be a balance obviously but I think that the the pushing 
kids like into having good grades and to like following like a like a pre laid out path. I think that all goes into this idea of like wanting your kids to have like the best chance of making like a decent life. And I think that's where you get that. Like you, you can go out and chase your dreams and do something crazy, but obviously like that's probably not going to work out in most cases. So yeah, I think, I think we all agree there should be a good balance, but I do think that pushing like your kids to have good grades and to follow this cookie cutter life at the end is like a way of like trying to take care of your kids and like protect your kids from like losing all their shit, basically from chasing some dream that they can't like bring to fruition which which kind of comes back to connection versus hard work where where if you can chase those dreams kind of work super hard and make those connections then it's going to be much easier to kind of be a part of that industry even if you 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 aren't doing the perfect job it's kind of about doing a job that you don't hate and like you said, there's so many jobs that's so easy to hate. And yes, not everybody is blowing up on Twitch. Yes, not not everybody is a professional gamer. But there's so many people like working for these orgs. So many people like setting up these big industry events that that that. that there's so m- m- many ways to be a part of gaming where I feel like if your goal is to to be a part of that scene, that then it's not not as hard as you'd think it is. But like you said, there's no perfect job out there. Yeah, I think I'm more I think I'm more of just like a doomer. Like <laughs> I think I'm like an idealist to like the extreme. I think I'm like so. I think I'm so anti, like anti-idealism that I am like a doomer. So like I feel like a lot of people have this like idealist perspective of life, where like ideally, you know, they would have this specific job, and you know, they would make a, a, a dr- like their dream job and make like a great living and have this big beautiful house. And ideally, like that would be great. But I feel like a lot of people need to be like, you know, reality check. But then I sound like a doomer, so I don't know. Maybe maybe I just maybe I just am a doomer about everything. Who knows? That's that's why we are good, man. Yeah, that's so why we're good. Coomer and Mitch is a coomer. Hey, oh, that's right, baby. Oh, I'm a big coomer. Next topic: What type of futuristic tech did you wish existed? Now. Oh man, uh, teleportation. Yeah. I I spend like like over an hour a day trying to get to work that's like six kilometers away. So, teleportation, please, quickly. <laughs> to to be honest, I think the closest thing we will have to that is probably the, like, virtual reality and metaverse content. Yeah, well, instead of going to work, I'll just log on to Pavia and just <laughs> submit yeah. my report. Then, uh, then <laughs> you beep, boop, bop, bop. But, yeah. but kind of as like a secondary question off of that, because what you just said, like, made me think of it. Um, do you think that, you know, ultimately, I think that the metaverse will be like a big part of our lives. I don't know if it'll be like 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, whatever. Do you think that do you think that it will like substantially I have this feeling that it's going to substantially make people's lives better while also making them worse due to like the lack of 
physical interactions that people are going to have with people. So I think that being able to like, it, it'll let a lot of people like work from home, um, communicate with others from Better. like, from, from your own, from your own little like bubble. And, you know, you can make that what you want it to be. And I think that's really good. But I also think that there's a certain like tangible benefit of like being around people. And that's coming from an introvert. Like I don't like people. Like I don't want, I don't like being around people, but I think that if that becomes like a new normal, you'll have like more generations growing up that are just like adverse to being around people, you know, because like that's just something that's like they're not used to. Um, but I don't know. It's just kind of a tangent. This is going to be very, very bold, but but I'll back up at th- this point. So I do believe that the metaverse could could solve hundreds of issues that we currently have. With like with with the way our like housing system is, with the way companies are currently using Zoom and oh, all these oh, online the issues. What do you mean housing though? So a big issue with the, the current housing is people want to be near near other people. There therefore houses that that are currently like 25 minutes outside of Dallas are going for 500 600 700 800,000 dollars so so bringing something more similar to the metaverse we we wouldn't need these big 30 story buildings in a downtown Dallas that we could then turn them more so into condos and apartments that people could buy which would then set them up with with assets that would soon allow them to buy houses faster and faster so so also with that with the metaverse people could live two or three hours outside of any major city and not need to go to the office once a week two times a week three times a week so 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 i feel like the metaverse could help out numerous issues whether that be the shitty system that is set up with like zoom or whatever it is i don't do a normal job where tyler can just move his mouse every five minutes and people think he's busy yeah i but i think that brings on a whole like i don't want to fall down this rabbit hole too far but i think that also brings another set of challenges so if you are basically basically making sure that everybody can essentially work from home so um you know these houses that are like 30 45 minutes outside of the city are more like viable options for people i think that that expands kind of like this suburb like suburban um the construct that we have where we like just grow like these big plots of like housing developments outside the city and then i think that's ultimately worse for the globe like the earth in general because you were just like taking up mass amounts of lands for so you can have like a one acre yard rather than having no yard because like you need grass for some reason and then i think eventually you just harm the world no like that's i feel like that's facts like you can't you, the the more like the more space we take up, I feel like you're just cutting down trees, like you're endangering habitats, like it's dumb. But my my idea is that current currently, Tyler, how much do you pay to uh, rent that uh, that house you, you live in? 
Yeah, so I rent a I rent a three bed I rent a three bed three bath townhome. Um, now, granted, I'm pretty close. Like I can drive like 15 minutes into downtown. I live five minutes from the airport. Like so, I live in a, a pretty populated area, and my my rent every month is twenty nine fifty, twenty eight fifty, twenty nine fifty, something like that. Which which you will never see a return on ever. My my idea is that we don't need these super large business buildings, and we turn those more so into condos, which which would then kind of alleviate the the need for these kids that are making maybe 3000 a month to pay 2000 on a rent but i think that has to no, do more so with like, like the land like home is just it's never going to be the same as like where you actually live no like, no mitch is saying mitch is saying for like yeah but i think mitch is saying for like work purposes if everybody can essentially work from home because there's a metaverse then the big corporate like buildings in downtown that host like a bunch of office oh, spaces. Can down? Those can be oh. condos. But I think that also exasperates another problem, which is that major, major like corporations and like equity firms and things like that, like BlackRock, they just buy up like huge swaths of housing, condos, yeah. whatever. And then they just roll them up. So it's still going to be just as expensive because these major companies are allowed to just buy up what is essentially a, a like a life necessity what do you need in life you need food water and shelter so if the all the shelters are bought up by these big like firms then you are basically just at the mercy of what they say that that like dwelling that you live in is worth and that's it then, like you then, have no then, say about it then uh, then uh, there needs to be a way to make and it this is why landlords these, don't actually do anything companies can't do with that so it's i don't think so i don't even think people should be able to own more than like three homes in general like i think it's dumb that i can buy up like 300 apartment units and rent yeah. them out like that's stupid i think yeah. that it's i think it's not like moral like i think i think it's immoral to buy up buy up a, a like a life's necessity like what if i went to every grocery store and bought up all the waters and was like hey now the water is five dollars oh, per man. bottle you know, like that's, I feel like then, that would be immoral because you shouldn't be able to do something like that. Then I'd buy up all the tomatoes, baby. But something like we do that now, right? Like we pay the water company to use the water, you know, unless yeah. you live out on like a farm and have your own well, you pay for the water you use, you pay for the home that somebody else owes. So you're just paying them to basically just because they own it for some reason, like they don't do anything. So... It's done. With, Sorry, this with, is a long tangent. I, I hate landlords, yeah, if anyone wants to know. With, I just despise with, them. With my idea, it's more so because young people would prefer to live near other young people, near other bars, near where events are actually going on. So if we are able to actually make this system where you, you can't, just be a billion dollar corporation and buy everything up then that's more so what i'm going for then that then then we kind of do it like retirement communities where you need to be like 50 plus by by the, the time you are like 40 you need to be fucking out of that there fucking get you're get too the old you are too old to be in the city. Fuck you. There's, 
you don't work down here. You uh, work on your fucking computer, you dumb bitch. We kind of took took over that question, but I kind of wish the um, metaverse was here faster. Fair, uh, Tyler. Here soon. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. It's it's gonna be here in two months with a voyage. Lag me. No, that's a game. Lag me. It's a game. game. My apologies. So, so, so our last question topic, topic. thing. <laughs> so I think it's going to be a thing over on Reddit. Yes. Yes. So I basically memorized this Reddit scenario that I saw on Reddit. Yes. And now I have to ask both you and Stash. So the question is. How many, so kindergartners, so five-year-olds, how many kinder, kindergartners do you think that you could take in a fight until they basically incapacitated you? Now, here's the rules, right? So the rules are you're on a standard, like, schoolroom size, so we'll just say, like, 25 by 40 feet. It's a concrete room. All the desks and stuff are there, right? So a standard room. You are locked in there. You They let the five-year-olds in in waves of five, right? So it's five and five again. Okay. So they come in in waves of five, and the basically they can do anything to try to get you down on the ground and incapacitate you, bite you, kick you, punch you, whatever they need to do to get you on the ground. The only way that you can basically take a kindergartner out is to incapacitate them, right? Knock them out, smack them, you know? You have to incapacitate oh, I them. I love doing that. So they come in in waves of five every five minutes. How many? How many kindergartners do you think like it would take until they overpowered you. So how many waves of five do you think you could last? And like I said, you're in a, you're in a standard school size room. You have no weapons, no nothing. They come in in waves of five, and the only way to to take them down is basically incapacitate them. You have to knock them out, the the five year olds, and they're trying to basically wow. hurt you. I think I think I'd be able to do about four waves before my all my striking extremities start hurting because like punching someone in the face is pretty fucking painful man i don't know if you've tried it but i don't recommend it um mm. and kids are kids maybe it takes less to knock them out but like after you hit about 20 um i reckon the shit would start hurting yeah i would that, that's close to what i would say i would say five waves oh, so like 25 pick up one kid and use it to beat other yeah kids? yeah 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 you can pick up a kid and hit the other kid <laughs> with the kid just like start spin, like slinging so, him by his feet. Yeah, you could do that. That's so, fair. so, so I would like probably take a kid, rip off its leg, fucking Holy. beat the shit out of other kids. So, so wait, 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 Mitch, six, you're, you think you can take someone's? A, you think you can take someone's appendage off by just sheer force? Hey, he thought he could fight. He's people. five. Okay, a five-year-old is like a good forty pounds. It's not Mr. Potato Head. You're getting just—he is a human being. Imagine trying to pull. Can you pull your pinky straight off your hand? Yeah. Don't try. <laughs> no, that's not. That's not how these things work. Your body is built to not just rip apart. So uh, last episode, we learned that a bald eagle is forty-five pounds, and we we saw that 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 I could indeed beat the shit out of a bald eagle. So a five-year-old's like 40 pounds. So so I could probably rip a five-year-old's leg off. I want you to know that a bald yeah, five, eagle, five I'm looking right now, a bald eagle A bald eagle weighs between six and a half and 14 pounds. 
Oh, then then I could easily beat the shit, shit out of a bald eagle. And also, maybe like seven rounds of five fields. Be, because what you gotta do is, you, you gotta beat the shit out of the, the first five, and then the the next like 30, that they'll be like, oh, he's dangerous. Then, then when I rip off a child's leg, they'll be, be like, oh my god. This this guy doesn't fuck a. This guy fucks. So <laughs> this guy so, fucks. So, so, so what I'll do is I'll keep on doing something bigger and bigger and bigger. Whereby at the end of the thirty-five, these kids are terrified, so they don't send any more after me. But wait, have you seen the movie The Three Hundred about like Sparta? No. Have you not seen that? Yeah. So, yeah, about Sparta, where like they, they basically pile all the dead bodies on top of each other and hide behind them, and so then like the the enemies like climb over like the mound of bodies and then they're like <laughs> just stabbing them as they're coming over the top. I feel like that yeah. would be like my strategy: to stack the five year olds up really high, and then when the other ones came in, I would just push the stack over and then like knock them over. You know what I mean? I feel like that'd be a good strategy. But but would that knock them out or just piss them off? No, then they're on the ground. Then I can stomp them. My man, stomping five-year-olds. I mean, you're you're ripping them limb from limb, so I think that's a little <laughs> not not as bad. <laughs> I can't wait to see. I hope people, if if anyone makes it this far, which I hope a lot of people make it this far in the pod, considering we've recorded it this long. I hope that people will like go to our Twitter page and comment if they think Mitch is being reasonable. Because there's no way that he is. Bro, bro, so, so, so have you ever seen something where you are like, wow, that shit fucks me up. Like, that's, that, that's fucking insane. I, I do a pod every week with you when I hear something that really, like, I'm like, that's insane when you say something. I'm like, that really fucked me up. So it's so traumatic that you, you're like, damn, I'm gonna have I don't to go outside, so no. For the rest of my life, that's my goal to terrify these kids that much. Well, like maybe after I tear that that kid's leg off, I just like rub his blood all over my face. So they're like, <laughs> Jesus Christ! That's our last question, man. We we made it, and it we only took it. two hours and twenty minutes. It's it's only it's only <laughs> two a.m. for stash. Let's go. It's only yeah, wow, yeah. Oh, well. What time are you going to uh, work? 8.30. <laughs> so are you going to take a fat nap after this? Yeah, I am. And I'm going to dream of you. And hopefully I get to see you in action tearing kids apart and using the... Yeah. So, so I hope every listener has at least two nightmares where where I am tearing your legs off. That's, hey, the, that's the goal. In, in the spirit of the DGen report, can I ask a question? Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm going to direct it. I'm going to direct it to uh, T. We'll just do it real quick. I just want an answer from you. No justification, nothing. Just an answer. You ready? Okay. Yeah. All right, T. He's laughing already. So I know it's going to be so... Am I, yeah, I'm getting married. You're getting married. Yeah. Right. So you've got your fiance. You love her more than anything on earth. Right. Now, you come home one day after a hard day's work. Pretend you're not working from home. You see this man sitting on your couch. He's got a briefcase. He's got a suit on. And he says, look, 
I'm magic. And now you've walked into my domain, you're going to end up in one of either situation and you have to pick which one you, you want to end up in. Yeah. So um, he snaps his finger and your girlfriend, uh, sorry, your fiance and your mom appear side by side. Mm-hmm. Then he snaps his finger again and they, they sort of like switch souls. So your mom's in your girlfriend's body and your girlfriend's in your mom's body. Oh. And then he goes, fuck one. Oh, I like this question. <laughs> Remember, no explanation, nothing. He's going to give you an answer and then you can end the episode here. <laughs> I'm fucking the fiance. So the mom in the fiance's body? Yeah. Tell Nasty. us. Tell us why you'd have (laughs) sexual relations with your mother. Because what I would do is I would close my eyes and then it would just be the same as normal. But you'd see it when when I close my eyes, I get like more in my head. So I'm like, man, man, (laughs) I'm fucking my mom. You remember who it is. I'm fucking my mom. Oh my God, I'm fucking my mom. Jesus Christ. And on that note, it has been a glorious episode of the DGEN Report. We thank you all so much. I hope you enjoyed the listen. And and we also hope you enjoyed that last part where Big T agreed to have sex with his mom. And At least it wouldn't be in a public bathroom. Well, (laughs) what if it was also in a public bathroom that is uh, that is that that'd be better because it'd be, be like oh my god this is fucking outrageous that <laughs> that i am met a wizard in the bathroom of a public park. a park that's like one of those memes it's one of those memes where it's like this edible ain't doing shit you know and then you're like holy <laughs> fuck i just met a wizard in the bathroom of the public park hey yes. and now i'm fucking my mom in the bathroom of the Yes, sir. Well, well, Lenny, always, guys, we hope you did enjoy the podcast, whether you are over on Apple Pod or Spotify or over on YouTube. Make sure that you leave a like, and if you did enjoy it, make sure to sub. And the the code word is what? Flip-flop. 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 So we go... Make sure to join that giveaway, which we will put down below. And, yeah, do uh, we, we, we have any last words? No? Been fun? Uh, I'm going to go eat nasty. now. Yep. So, anyways, we will see you next time on the Degenerate Report. Goodbye. Bye, see ya.